0: welcome to the neuro experience i am your host louisa nicola i am a mathematician former australian triathlete and neuroperformance coach i am your brain coach i know what it takes to succeed at the highest levels and i'm here to show you how to get from where you are to where you want to be this show is designed to teach you scientific mental strategies that you can use and implement to get results fast so expect to be fearless take notes and take action. Let's get into it. Hey everyone, it's Louisa Nicola. Welcome back. This is episode 17 of the Neuro Experience Podcast. Now today's guest does not need an introduction. The man himself, Mr. Noah Neiman, has stopped by, or actually I have stopped by. I'm here at Rumble in New York. He and I are going to get into some great, great conversations. We're going to dig deep into his history we're going to go into motivation we're going to go into mindset we're going to talk all about rumble we're going to talk about boxing and he's going to be revealing a lot about his personal life and uh basically about his story of you know where he was brought up how he got to where he was and how he got to that unbeatable and unstoppable mindset that we speak about here at neuroathletics so listen up tune in and get excited Noah, let's
1: let's get ready to. No, I can't say that, or I gotta play. I gotta pay him five million dollars. So let's not say that. Let's not. Let's get. No.
0: But look, in all honesty, let's um let's get into it. Tell me a bit about you. (laughs) What's your story? Who are you?
1: So my name is Noah Neiman. I am one of the co-founders here at Rumble Boxing. Um, what else do you want to know? I, I, I'm, a, I'm a rescuer of pit bulls. As we sit next to my beautiful dog Oz. Aussie? Yeah. So how well, bad it's
0: convenient because uh, I'm an Aussie. It was
1: for you. I actually <laughs> ten and a half years ago I said one day I'm going to be on this podcast and I better impress um, the Australians. Yeah. exactly. So actually, Brendan Francis um, is an Aussie who taught me how to box. He really was really. the one who perfected my boxing skills and yeah, he uh, is like he, he is, he is a proper he is a proper mm-hmm. Australian actually. He's, he lives in New Zealand now with his beautiful wife who just had a baby. What's up? Wow. Congrats, Mel. Congrats, uh, B. Um, yeah, she's a Kiwi. It's a, it, You know, that's yeah. an often unheard love story. Wow. It's like Romeo and Juliet, it's like the Kiwis it's like, and the Australians.
0: Yeah, look, it's like saying, you know, the Canadians <laughs> and the Americans. It's you know, New Zealanders are all the way.
1: I get it down I get, the other end i totally get it i totally get it but he no he's fr- originally from australia yeah. and um he trained with this guy dino spencer shout out mm-hmm. to dino spencer fifth street uh boxing gym in miami um he learned how to really box from him and he used to beat me up uh two hours out of the day probably six sometimes seven days a week because we were maniacs well, but that really resiliency. that yes that really is how i learned how to box really well was through him beating my ass every single day
0: so do you get in the ring or are you just a, a boxing well enthusiast? That, no
1: now i i do not i'm a mm-hmm. boxing enthusiast um i teach group classes mm-hmm. so listen i don't care how good of a boxer you are you're gonna get hit and god forbid i i break a jaw right now i can't i can't get rumble pop and i can't teach my classes and yeah um you know rumble is is a really important um not just passion project it, it, it this is this is life for me listen
0: you're and, quite popular i've been here you know <laughs> i feel you. like this is my second home here in new york but oh, well. i just see these, these classes fill up
1: yeah i mean i just I, I think what Rumble's doing well is creating a really great environment mm-hmm. that's a very inclusive environment that um really makes people feel happy mm-hmm. and What I always stress when I work out is and and we'll talk about this later is you gotta work out, everyone knows that. Mm. But you need to have that that consistency, you need to have the proper effort when you work out to really unlock the benefits of it. Mm. Not just physically, but mentally. And that's really what I focus on is we wanted to create an environment where people could come and have a great time getting a really hard workout in Mm. and that's something that they would love to come back to so that they can get the consistency necessary to really thrive
0: well you're obviously doing something right i mean you're opening in you've got the upper east side coming in a few months you've got Uh, LA
1: LA yeah so our third studio Upper East Side we took a whole five-story building because we're gonna put two studios up there we opened Chelsea up um, this year January 9th of this year Uh, we had NoHo the studio we're sitting in right now we opened that up a couple months ago Um, LA opens probably middle of next year maybe um, April maybe a May Um, 8500 Sunset in West Hollywood we just signed a lease in uh, uh, financial District in San Fran, in San Francisco. So we signed um, a lease there. Letter of intent is out for Philadelphia, and we're looking at a DC, maybe a Chicago. So we're coming. We out here. We out here. We're growing. You
0: are growing. Is there a competition?
1: So, yeah, of course, life is a competition. Life is hard, but what we really focus on and and really the adage of Rumble Boxing is, um, I take this from Russell Simmons, who says, do you? Mm. So no matter what you do, no matter how you do it, nobody can do it like you if Mm. you're authentic and genuine to to yourself. Mm. So Rumble is the exact representation, manifestation of the four founders. Mm. So in that sense, yeah, there's always competition Mm. and it keeps us on our toes and it keeps us consistently elevating. But... Nobody's going to present boxing and strength training and group fitness in the package that we do because they're not us So we really try to be authentic in in, in what we would like to see from the clients perspective
0: It's so interesting what you find here in in comparison to Australia. There's no one doing this in Australia You guys gonna open up soon. I know I would love you. You got
1: to get me out there I know you guys have the the sweat 1000 you guys have uh, there's another one you have
0: soul cycle there.
1: Yeah, I I mean We're
0: a bit behind when it comes to that.
1: I'm a big fan of, of Australia Australians. I am a, like I said, I would not be the boxer I am without Brendan Francis. So, um, yeah, I, I need to come visit. I think that's the first thing. I remember my first Australian kind of interaction was I was watching Brooke Burke, shout out to Brooke Burke, um, on Wild on E, and she was uh, examining Perth, oh, yeah, the culture of Perth, and there was like a b- beautiful party city, and everyone was so beautiful, and I was like, wow. I was like in awe, yeah. you know, growing up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was like, so I do. I have to come to Australia. I gotta go. FYI, gotta go out there.
0: Sydney's much better, but our, oh, our shots fired, so, What we do here, so neuroathletics, okay? That's um, yeah. that's my that's my company. I'm the founder and head coach. We're a mental performance agency, and we work exclusively with athletes. So yeah, I big... was a former athlete, a triathlete, uh, racing for Australia, and that's where I kind of Love that's that. where I started to understand that once you get to a, a very athletic level, mm-hmm. okay, once you you know you've been doing it for so many is it turns into 90% or you know 80 to 90% psychological and 10% you versus you always so i was literally training my mind training my emotions training my brain absolutely every single day and that's what made the difference between me getting on the australian team and not and that's what i believe now so that's what we teach so we have a philosophy and that is the mind is what the brain does so Let's have a chat now. What do you think when it comes to mindset versus you know, the physical aspect? Do you think someone can come here to rumble day in and day out um, and just work their bodies? Or do you think it, it comes with a level of mentality as well, like training the mind?
1: I, I always found that training the physical body and you know we, we have a fascination with you know the hollywood abs the six packs the 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 jessica alba arms and you read about it in the magazines and it's glorified i always found it to be a really baseless pursuit and one that really didn't instill you with the foundation to be a successful athlete human uh, you know what i always focus on is the feeling you know i train and boxing specifically is parallels life so perfectly because life is tough. Mm. You're going to face that adversity. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to get hit. You're going to have, you know, you're back against the ropes, but it's about knowing that you're confident enough in your physical body that you can persevere, and knowing that you're mentally tough and you have that acuity in your in your mind that's sharp enough to really persevere through that adversity. And I don't care if you're Ali or, you know, Justin Jones, you know, who works at Goldman Sachs. You have to have a strong mind and you gotta believe in what your body can do. And I've always found that a strong physical body unlocks Uh, a a level of mental preparedness and, like I said, acuity, that you can't get anywhere else Mm -hmm. because your your mind can't train your body. Mm -hmm. You can't say, all right, I want to have more energy, I want to feel better about myself and just will it in a manifestation. I've always found that fitness for me wasn't about the six pack, wasn't about the arms. That's a byproduct. If you're consistent, if you put forth the effort, especially when you're fatigued, especially when you're tired, especially when you don't feel like doing it and you still, again, push those extra minutes, push those extra rounds, push that extra little bit, you're going to unlock a level of existence and belief in self that you can't get anywhere else or by any other means.
0: It's so funny. I've got so many things to touch on. But the first thing is when, you know, when you were saying you can't just visualize it and sit there and, you know, so many people are are reading into this mindset, into this mindfulness Manifestation in the media, and they're believing, you know, the secret where they believe you just go and visualize it and just sit there yeah. and it comes to you. Whereas when it actually comes to scientific, um, you know, proof and actions, you can't just visualize something and just go and eat a sandwich. Yes. You actually have to visualize it, great, it, and then act back on it. the actions up with actually doing the work, and, and that is coming here. Um, but when you were talking about what having a good body does, I believe it breeds confidence. And I think if you've got confidence, if you've got certainty, because I always say that certainty is just-
1: Australians are a confident people. I'll yeah, tell you that. Well,
0: look, I always say that certainty is confidence on steroids. If you've got certainty, yeah. you can actually well, lead someone. And that's why I, I felt like when you go into the corporate world and I hear that people are team leaders and I look at them and they're just, they've got no certainty in themselves. They've got no, yeah, you, you know confidence, you you, you don't want to follow them.
1: No, you can't be a leader unless... You know, confidence is when preparedness meets you know, that opportunity. Hmm. And if you're not, if you don't fully have that confidence, then it's just, it's baseless. It's, it's, it's a cockiness. Yeah. And I think a lot of leaders nowadays are cocky and not confident. And I think you got to chase that confident feeling because there are certain things. And and that's what I talk about training the physical body. I, I do a lot of training with, you know, hedge fund, owners and 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 people who really need to command the boardroom and again if you're taking care of your physical body and you're really you know treating it with the level of respect that it's due you're able to respect others much more and Mm -hmm. I think when you respect yourself physically mentally and I think you're right it's not just a, a, a mental manifestation you can't hope for success you can't wish for success you can't dream for success you have to put forth the actions necessary to be successful consistently. Mm. And I think that that is why fitness and health and taking care of your physical body is so important because like I said, it unlocks a, a, a mind-body connectivity that you can't get elsewhere. So your body and enhances your mind's ability to process things and be sharp and to, to really put forth that level of, of confidence, mm. true confidence, not mm. baseless confidence, not that cockiness, but true confidence that you deserve to be on this planet. You deserve to be commanding. You deserve people, people's attention.
0: So for you, for example, you're confident. Well, how do you feel like when you actually go out there, you put something on social media, you guys have got a great following here. You've got <laughs> a great we following. Do. Um, that is true. you go and put something out there on social media. Do you ever get any hate towards you? Any hate messages, any negative
1: I, I mean, I, although although I try to freestyle I'll rap occasionally, I'm not a rapper. So I don't think, you know, I don't think it's haters. I just think that... Differences. Y- yeah, yeah, I just think that people on the internet have a tendency... You, you know, you're anonymous behind a keyboard, so you yeah. have a tendency to, to mm, not really filter, you know, your, your thoughts. And I don't know, you know, maybe... You know, they lost, they forgot about, you know, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Mm -hmm. I think the internet has unlocked, (laughs) I think, some of the worst parts of people. So (laughs) I did, uh, my first big break was GQ, uh, was creating this digital channel for Condé Nast Entertainment. So we filmed, I filmed these video series and millions of views. And uh, I would read the comment section. I was teaching people how to, you know, do circuits, whether it was, you know, squat, squats or lunges or i was teaching people just basic exercises and you read the comments and it's like who the fuck is this guy like his mom's probably like a hoe like and you're like how did they yeah like how did they go from i'm trying to teach people how to do a squat to talking about my mom talking about myself they're like this guy looks gay i'm like really that's that's where we've gone. So. I learned early on to, you can't look at that. And a comment is a comment. Mm. So if somebody's taking their time out of the day to, to, to say something, listen, with- you're having an impact on them. And that's a good thing. It's better than being irrelevant. So I'll take it all. It comes with the territory, though. I think okay. if you're, you have mass exposure, and especially my mentality is I'm super vulnerable. I never... Um, Photoshop anything. I never sugarcoat anything. I'm very raw and I'm very um, open. And I think that you know, your 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 that vulnerability is, uh, it comes with the territory. And you got to be able to again be tough enough and confident enough in who you are to take those you know, shots on the chin and not have it affect you or affect who you are who you want to be.
0: I was talking with actually I brought this up with Jaws, you know, Sharky a few days ago, and I was saying chomp, chomp. if you actually have time in your day, because I was saying like, I'm too obsessed with what I'm, what, you know, yeah. what I'm doing and what I'm putting out do there you. and, do you. you know, I'm so busy. I'm like, if you actually have time to go out there and, and look at someone else in detail and then go and ridicule them and have that yeah. on you, I'm like, f- what's going on inside of you? Yeah. To, Th- I mean, that's you know?
1: a deficiency on them and, and that, like, I don't have the time to do that. And yeah. if I, even if I see something that I don't agree with, or if I, listen, you don't know other people, you don't know, you can't, you can't put yourself in their shoes. So I, listen, I pass no judgment on anybody as long as you're not an asshole like and you're not bullying because bullying is one of those things that I can't stand for. I'll I'll say something. But if you're just being an asshole and running your mouth and you know you're you're doing something that I maybe don't agree with, that's your right. You're a human, you do what you got to do. But, you know, live and let live. Live and let live.
0: And so what? But that
1: comes with being confident. Of I think it does. I think if you if you are truly confident, you can focus on what you're doing and you're, you're so committed to becoming a better version of yourself and helping others empower themselves that you don't have time for negativity. It's when you start to feel those deficiencies within yourself Mm. that you feel like you need to cut people down. And that's why, again, I think boxing and and training your body is so important because it, it enables you to feel really confident about who you are as a person that you can overcome adversity. You can overcome fatigue. You can feel tired and still Command your body to do what's necessary to to be happy and be successful, and, and you know that's it helps me everywhere. And boxing, just throwing punches in general, I don't <laughs> listen. Trust me, I don't want to. I have no tough guy. I don't want to get into a bar fight after I've been boxing for two hours. I got no energy for that. I got. I feel good. It's you know a, a great analogy is those tough guys who you know always try to pick fights, and they're all, they're the ones that can't fight. Exactly. But if you you know I tell you know I've I've been fortunate enough to train with the Gracie family and to train train with some world class jujitsu two athletes they are the nicest most humble people in the world because they have nothing to prove Mm. and i think that that's something that again humbling and being physically and mentally prepared to go about your day instills you with that confidence that all you want to do is use that confidence to build yourself up and also help build your communities up
0: so in you've got your what's your training schedule like
1: oh it's I don't even look at it like. I'm
0: to, not talking about when you're teaching. I'm talking about your actual training schedule.
1: So, um, I strength my the foundation of my training is no different than a professional boxer. I mean, I, I wake up, um, everything you know. I I I do is really about making sure that I, I'm a successful fighter, not mm. not just in the in the ring, but out, outside. So. You know, I'll train, um, you know, I'll do my conditioning work. You know, you get the jump rope warm-up. You, you know, you do the shadow boxing warm-ups. Um, yeah, I'll do the strength training. I spend about 45 minutes strength training, and then I spend about 45 minutes to an hour boxing, whether it's, you know, heavy bag training or or, or whether it's with my friends working mitts or, or sparring. Or It's just I got to. I feel like I haven't done my part. And it's not about, you know, here I am, I set out to save the world, and here, let me do some curls. Yeah. It's, no, I know by doing curls, I know by doing squats, I know by boxing that I'm going to have the, the body, the confidence, the, the preparation yeah. to go save the world outside where it really counts.
0: So what so, motivates you? What drives you? You've got to have, you know, I did a podcast this morning about what you know, we have to generate well, motivation. A lot of people just think, okay, we just have motivation. Yeah. I'm like, no, you have to, you have to Self-motivation.
1: generate. Self-motivation is the best form of motivation. I get a lot of really supportive messages on, on um, like Instagram and, and stuff about how, you know, I'm inspiring people. And I, I, we're not inspirations. What we do is, especially me, I just, especially on Instagram, I just show my life. I show what I would do throughout, throughout the whole day and i think it's very important for people to, to realize that external motivating factors are very hard to sustain you got to find that self motivation and self motivation is the best kind of motivator so the thing is 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 i've been rock bottom like i've been in really bad positions whether it's you know negative 76 dollars in my bank account or you know did that my life choices can't point fingers you know when I I I got my degree in accounting so you know short very short story is I got my degree in accounting hated it spent two years doing it finally quit moved back home to Pittsburgh and really like lost my way I got into drugs I started hanging out with some bad kids um, and really you know wasn't taking care of my body anymore and you know I found that rock bottom place and I, I really it's you know I was watching Fight Club the other day it's like when you lose everything You're free to do anything. So I found that place. I lost everything. I lost like again, like my job. I quit. Um, Everything was. I had nothing, and I moved back to New York City. And one of my friends invited me to this place, Barry's Bootcamp. And he knew I was had nothing to do. He knew I was like you know struggling, trying to make you know rent however I could. And I ended up talking to this guy, Joey Gonzalez, who. Offered me my first job in fitness. He didn't know that I had studied, you know, in college. I was always studying kinesiology and biology, and just as a passion. I never thought of it as, as a career. He didn't know that I played football forever, and I got to deal with world class strength coaches. He didn't know that I trained with, you know, world class jujitsu jiu- practitioners, and really learned a lot about training. He just saw some guy who was in class. I had a certain look, and I was motivating my friend, and um, you know, he offered me a job, and. I remember I taught one class Monday night at 9 p.m., and I felt for the first time in a long time happy. And I think that that's what motivates me is I remember where I was, and I never want to go back there. So every day I wake up like I have nothing, and every day I wake up with that same passion. And, you know, one of my favorite Jay-Z quotes is, uh, you treat your first like your last, and your last like your first, and your thirst will be the same as when you came. And like I said, even though, thank God, um, I'm extremely happy now and successful, and I've created this brand in and outside of Rumble that I can be very proud of, and that's very lucrative. I still wake up like I'm that same person with nothing. Mm-hmm. And I have to reprove with every interaction, every podcast, every time I talk to a client, every time I interact with anybody, I have to keep that same passion to, to grow and to live my best life because that's who I want to be I want to I'm not one of like I said tying it back to the inspiration thing I'm I'm one of those people to lead by example
0: you know something that I I do want to get back to where you said you know you're on drugs and whatever it is that you're doing because I always say that there's there's two kinds of people in the world. There's people who have been given everything, you know, spiritually, emotionally, financially, and yet they get into their 20s and then they spend their lives going in and out of rehab. Mm-hmm. And then you get people who have, you know, gone through so much pain. You look at Oprah who, you know, was raped, who who was given nothing, and they become some of the most prominent leaders of the world. What What was going through your mind? There must have been one time that, you know, where you thought this is... Something's got to give. Something's got to change. This is not my life.
1: Yeah, no, no. I think again. I mean, I remember waking up in the hospital with all my family looking at me after a, a night of doing cocaine and and drugs and thinking I was going to have a heart attack and I actually might have. I don't know. Mm. Um, but waking up and just thinking like this is this isn't me. Like mm. I'm I'm like I've always been the backbone of my family. I've always been such a positive person. I've always been so you know hardworking and motivated. Um, And, you know, you lose yourself. And I think, you know, there's nothing as dangerous as somebody with earned confidence. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why, like, you know, I know a lot of stories about people who are maybe, you know, born into fortunate circumstances. And that doesn't make them bad people at all. But I think it's a double-edged sword because you can be handed every opportunity. um, And you can, you know, be be born into a circumstance that is, is highly favorable but you never know if you would have earned that on your own merits. Mm. And I think that that leads a lot of confusion and, and that breeds a lot of lack of confidence. Mm. Like, would I be here? Would I be successful if it wasn't for, you know, my background or, or my family or, or and that's it's very unfair because. They didn't do anything wrong. It's Mm -hmm. not, you know, if you're born into the richest family in the world and you get every opportunity in the world and you're, you know, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it also is. I've seen it more often than not. It is a double-edged sword because I know I deserve to be here. I know I wasn't handed a fucking thing. Mm -hmm. I know that every day I wake up and I work my ass off to be the person I want to be. And nobody's gonna do it for me, and I learned that through hard knocks, you know, the school of hard knocks, and I got taught it by literally being knocked out, like mm-hmm. I was down, down, down. So when you fight your way back up, you know you deserve to be here, and you know it ties back to the confidence. I I'm confident in what I have to give to the world, and what I have to offer, because I've been there. I've mm-hmm. been I've been at the bottom of the bottom, and now I'm you know, you know, always climbing, but I'm 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 really at. A, a, a peak, and you know I'm coming the peak. Momentum. Momentum-wise, yeah. It
0: takes a long time to get up there, but once you do, it, it feels is. really good.
1: It, and it's not about a duration in time. It's really about all right, how hard can you work? I mean, I worked. You know, everything's hard. Being unemployed and broke is hard. Mm. Being successful and and happy is hard. Mm. Choose your heart. Choose what you want to feel like you're putting effort into. Feel. Choose what you want to. F- choose what you want to do. Then choose your heart. That's, That's into, the easiest it, adage that it, I can say. Everything's into, fucking hard. Life's hard.
0: It goes into choose where you put your energy. You know, I, I hear a lot of my clients. They're like. The first thing they do when they wake up is they get this rush of endorphins that come from checking their Instagram. Who liked mm. my Instagram? Who commented on my Instagram? Who? What's my ex doing on Instagram? Who's, and I just think, and then they, they get to 11 a.m. and they crash because they're like, I'm so tired. I'm so drained mentally and emotionally. I don't know yeah. what's going on. It's like choose where but you put your energy. Yeah, but
1: that's also why people ask me how I have so much energy because I'm always posting and I'm always, my friends are like, how do you have so much energy? I earned it mm. because I trained for it. So, you know, one of those things where, like, even if you're sitting at a desk your whole day, if you spend that hour and a half to train and, you know, you're eating right and you're not eating that shitty breakfast from, you know, McDonald's on the go, that's going to crash your energy. If you're training like an athlete, because life is a sport, don't Mm. get it twisted, life is a sport and we all are pro athletes, um, you're going to have that energy necessary to push through. I don't have a dip of energy at 11. I don't have a dip of energy at 2 p.m. I don't get that, that... I don't know like with a 5 hour energy commercial it's like do you feel yeah. like that crash that afternoon crash? Hell no because I've trained to not it's have that feeling. Through. I didn't take some pill. We're we're get fit quick, get rich quick is 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 the mentality nowadays. Mm. It doesn't happen. You want to know why Richard Branson, you want to know why Warren Buffett, you want to know you know why why these people are successful? They treat their first like their last, and their last like their first. Mm-hmm. They keep that same thirst as they they had. They still work their asses off. They still do what they need mm-hmm. to do to be successful, and they still train and they still push through. And I think there's nothing quick. There's nothing quick. Mm-hmm. If you know, even people who s- are selling these get fit quick like pills or Stupid. get get fit get rich quick books. Yeah, they're getting rich, not quickly, but they. Built that whole business. They and and it's not. They're not successful because of the book. Yeah. They're successful because now people are buying into the bullshit that they're selling. Yeah. So it. it that's one of those things like.
0: It takes time. It
1: takes anything takes time. It's so
0: funny. Anything
1: um, worth a damn is going to take time, and it's going to take continuous effort. Much like being successful in the gym, much like being a successful fighter, yeah. much like being successful husband, boyfriend, daughter, mother, son, father, lover, whatever the case is. Everything takes effort, but we're in such a quick ADD nation where we need instant gratification. We need Uber right now. We need Grubhub delivering it right Mm. now. We need Instagram swipe, swipe, Mm. swipe right now that we've lost the foundations or or the, the acknowledgement of what it takes to be successful. And that's what I want to remind people of inside this space. So like mm-hmm. I said, we're not going to save the world by, you know, throwing a dope boxing class where people are going to get strong, have fun and get fit. But if you have fun, those 45 minutes and you utilize those principles and take and them outside, outside, you're going to be unstoppable. And that's why Rumble's so successful.
0: It's so funny. I'm um, just touching on that and patience. Um, my favorite soccer player, Messi, you know, he came out onto the field and people were like, who the who the fuck is this superstar? But he said in a press conference so many years ago, he's like, it took me 17 years, uh, 264 days to become an overnight success. And that's what we do. We look at, we look at people, we look at the end product and we just, we don't look in their backyards. We don't, we fail to look in the backyards of successful people. We just think, okay, great. They've, they've been given something I haven't, which is an excuse, or they've got this. That's why they are like that. Uh, She's, you know, she's thin. So she can get, um, she can become a model. I can't do that. I can't, it's, It's interesting. It's a fail
1: safe. I I think, you know, we always, it's very hard to blame yourself. And I think one of the things that I'm so fortunate my parents did um, from an early age is take responsibility for Mm. your own actions. And I think why when I hit rock bottom and I was doing drugs and I just wasn't who I wanted to be, why that didn't continue Mm. was because I didn't blame anybody else but myself. And it forces you to come to a pass and say, "Holy shit, this is my decision, my choice, my life, not oh they were handed this or oh they did that or oh this is this person is so successful because it just happened for them, which is never the case." Like I said, everyone's an overnight sensation, ten years in the making. Um, you know, I, I really it forced me to look at myself, and I think that when you get to a position where you are in a rough spot. And you use that scapegoat of, oh, well, I wouldn't do that if this person didn't do that. Or I, if I had this opportunity, I wouldn't be this kind of person. And you're only doing a disservice to yourself. So I think, fortunately, despite, you know, being in such a bad rock bottom, losing everything and, you know, not having a, a, an identity to myself, what I always had was I always had responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I took responsibility and I changed it. And I think that more often than not, we see all these cool things. We see the yachts on Instagram. We see this and, oh, my God. is Yeah, Yeah, we see all of the the best parts of people's lives. And we always, from a, a defense mechanism, say, oh, I don't have this because of this. Yes. Not okay, I don't have it because I made a choice to not do this. And I'm not talking about tangible things even, I'm talking about a feeling. You see a people, a person smiling on Instagram, most most people, their first comment is, oh, what are you so happy about? Yeah. Not, oh, that's so fucking awesome, you're smiling. Like, it makes us come to a pass and ahead with ourselves when we see other people happy. Um, why are you so happy? Why is that couple kissing in Central Park? Like, why, why do they have that? Like, mm-hmm. why can't I have that? Well, you made a decision. At mm-hmm. some point in your life, you know, you made a decision to not.
0: And what do you think gets people, like, knocks them off? Like, I'm sure you've had people that have come into Rumble. You see them day in and day out for two weeks, three weeks, and then they go missing for a week. What do you think stops them? What, what stops that momentum? Do you think it's fear or do you think they can't handle setbacks or do you think challenges arise and they can't manage their emotional state?
1: Okay. So I think, I think that, um, you know, you never know what goes on with people, but I think that, uh, we as a human race have a tendency to focus on past victories or past effort as an excuse to not put per- forth future or present effort. Mm-hmm. So, you know oh, I, you know, I went to the gym yesterday, I don't have to go today. Or, oh, you know, I worked hard at work yesterday, I don't have to work hard today. And I'm here to tell you, it's every day. Mm. It's every single day you wake up, you have to, again, mm. treat your first like your last and mm. your last like your first. I can't explain it. But, you know, and I think that's the analogy of like child stars who live in the past and and they were so successful and... and you know, years ago that they get depressed because what's next Mm. and they, they live in the past. And I see, I've seen it a lot with some of my friends who, you know, they feel like their best years are behind them. So they say, Oh, I was this person. No, you are this person. And every day you have to wake up and show the world and show yourself you're that person every single day. So I think that that's something that, that people need to indoctrinate within their own mindset is that, Doesn't matter what you've done, you know, you're only as good as your last sale. You're only as good as the thing you're doing that day. You're only as good as the impact you have on yourself and others that moment. So it it also is a breeding ground for happiness, though. It enables you to lose yourself in the present. You know, we're so focused on, oh, this happened in the past. This is terrible. This is why I'm not where I want to be. And then you're so focused on, even if you want to make a change, focus on the future. You know, projections. Oh, I'm going to earn this. I'm going to earn that. I'm going to set out. and I'm going to work my ass off to, you know, get that boat, get that job, get that promotion get that relationship get that get that get that when you just need to lose yourself in the now mm-hmm. and you'd be surprised how that contributes to getting you there so even like when it comes to workouts like i never write my workouts down i don't track my stats i just go in saying listen today i'm gonna do some dope shit i'm gonna feel great about myself and again tomorrow i'm gonna do the same damn thing i'm gonna i'm not gonna track it i'm not gonna people are like well but you have to budget you have to take you out of the moment yeah. for me for me
0: so, as we come to an end, what I wanted to um, I want to want to leave with is a lot of people have fear, whether it's yeah. fear of um, going out there and doing what they want to do or a fear of saying something to some whatever it yeah. is okay fear comes in so many different forms. How can someone from your perspective overcome fear because to me, fear is just these make believe thoughts that happen <laughs> in your head that no one actually you know oh. no one actually oh. really knows how to handle but when you really understand that they're just thoughts and thoughts are just you know waves i mean you really control
1: it yeah f- no fear 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 is a real thing fear, fear is a real psychological and physical manifestation of of mainly doubt it's uncertainty it's uncertainty. So, yeah so it's you know you when you walk through the jungle and it 's dark, and you hear noises, you get filled with this physical physical sensation of fear because you 're like, "What the hell mm-hmm. what 's going on?" If you had a flashlight and you were looking around the jungle, you would be less fearful and I think that preparation and belief in self and confidence and all these things to build yourself up physically and mentally help keep fear at bay because no fear fears are real fear's are real and and and, you know, real response, often ir- irrational. But like I said, how, you know, I got this tattoo on my arm from King Henry VI fearless minds climb soonest unto crowns. It's not about being fearless because fear is a real thing. It's about not letting fear infect your mind. You can feel the physical tingle, the physical pains of fear. But don't let it cloud your judgment. Don't let it cloud who you are. And you're able to do that when you are physically prepared to tackle that uncertainty that life brings. Mm. And so all I can say is just train, train hard and you know physically and mentally. Like I love, you know, making sure that I am physically ready to go to war with life because yeah. life, like I said, is a fight. I think I'm ready. If, I'm if more ready.
0: Thoughts in your head. I think if you back yourself up, you know who you are then and you trust yourself, and you're yeah. confident in yourself. I think that no matter what happens, no matter if your fear does come to life, you Looks, know how to handle it.
1: Yeah, but, but you talked about that confidence. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I were to take a test on quantum physics right now, I would walk into that test, sweaty palms, shaking my ass off fearful. Mm. Literally, I would, I would, what am I doing? If I studied my heart out and I knew every nuance of quantum physics and I studied and I did flashcards and I, even though when I was tired, I was like, oh, you know what? I I really don't know this material yet. All right, I'm going to take a breather. I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to, I'm going to recover. All right, I'm going to look at it. I'm going to attack this work again. I would walk into that test a different person. That's all life is. Life is just a test. And when you feel like you're knowledgeable and you're prepared, and when you've trained your physical body, which is the one piece of real estate you actually own, you're prepared to knock out that uncertainty and keep that fear, which is, again, it's a very rational and real thing, but you keep it at bay by being confident and being actually prepared. So Love it. it.
0: Thank you so much for joining us on the Neuro Experience. I'm excited to get this out there, and hopefully we can do this again in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah, anytime. Oz, you want to speak? Oz, can you say something? Speak. 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 (laughs) Ozzy. I'll do it. Watch. Watch. Speak. 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 Oh, there we go. (laughs) Ozzy says what's up, Phil. Good boy.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I'm Louisa Nicola. I greatly appreciate your time. If you could go through, please, and rate this podcast, it would mean the absolute world to me. Have a fantastic day.